0: Greetings, listeners, and welcome to the story never ends—the podcast where we reread our favorite books and watch their adaptations. We started off with a bit of a different introduction. There, I'm Audrey, and I'm Tinashe. And last episode, we discussed the book *Harry Potter and the Prison of Azkaban*, and I love how I say Azkaban—it's just terrible. Azkaban. (laughs) (laughs) And in this episode, we discussed the film adaptation. We touched on what we liked, what we didn't like, what we surprised, what surprised us. Sorry, we judge how it stacks up as an adaptation and talk about some extra little things we think are worthy of min- uh, mentioning. First, let me just say, you know, thank you. I th- We noticed recently that our listenership is spreading to some areas or parts of the world yeah, that... Yeah, I didn't expect we didn't it. We, yeah, yeah. we got uh, Korea. Yes. And what was the other one? Colombia, I think yeah, you said. Yeah. Yeah, Colombia. So, you know, thank you for listening out there, wherever you Columbia. are. Colombia. Yes. Colombia. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not a native Spanish speaker. Gosh. Anyway, sorry, listeners. And uh, also for those who listened at last episode, I do have to apologize to my co-host. You know, because I not only did I get some facts very very wrong, but I was incredibly arrogant about it. So what was <laughs> this about again? <laughs> oh, I don't please even please want to say, say because can you? if you don't remember, then clearly Ooh, you the know. Thunderbolt. <laughs> not only Thunderbolt, but Oliver Hood. Um, yeah. The the, the Quidditch final. Yes, exactly. Yes, Yes. yeah. So, for those who don't know what we're talking about, go back to the last episode. You know, that might prompt you to like, you know, catch up on last episode and, you know, listen to this. But, you know, before we dive in, let's just talk about some news from the Harry Potter world. We've got quite a number of items that we can discuss. First one being, you sent me that article about Katie Luong, like the one that played um, Cho Cheng. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, she, it was a story about how her publicist was telling her to deny the racism she experienced while filming, like the Order of the Phoenix, and that. Like, do you like ha- have any more on that story? Or no, and fortunately, I didn't end up reading. it. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, just judging from the tagline and all that, it's just surprising. It it's not like she was ever going to become. Harry's wife. or for anything? She was so gonna be there for the fourth. Uh, like we actually of, knew. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, is this the F- that's when they create the order of the F- yes. no, no, the order of the Phoenix. Uh, Dumbledore's army. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And <sighs> I don't know if it was bu- book purists or what. Yeah. But just I, but this, in the book, she's written as an Asian character. Yeah. You know, that's what's surprising. Yeah. You don't. But you don't, again, as again as I said, Cho Chang. This is the name JK Rowling (laughs) went with. It's like she didn't even try. (laughs) I guess, I guess, I guess uh, JKR was a bit problematic way before she became problematic, you know. It's just very funny. And another, the second news item being um, the YouTube channel, The Take, which is a very good YouTube channel out there that does all these like, you know, takes on movies and whatever. They released a video called Harry Potter is Kind of a Bad Guy and that got a lot of backlash. That's the video that I was sending you saying the likes to dislikes ratio was very high. Yes, yes. for those that don't know, just go on the takes video. It had, like, let's say, I I haven't caught up with it yet, but it had, like, 2,000 dislikes to 1,000 likes. Like, that is (laughs) a lot of people. And the reason that they did it was, I mean, I think a lot of fans reacted to the fact that, their take was very inaccurate to be honest with you like mm. it was a take of somebody that actually has seems like i i'm sure the guys of the take they've read the books they've watched the movies but the way they did it was like you know harry was bad because he was angry at like the way his relatives treated him like the, the, the that's the they're like oh he was he, entitled he, he was so like <laughs> he was entitled he was this literally often. How Treated like a, okay. Now I understand them. Because usually I don't bother myself with watching, uh, reading, reading, watching uh, a movie or listening to music that I don't like. Yes. So what's the point yes. of putting a dislike on YouTube? Right. I don't yeah. bother myself with yeah. that. Yeah. But with something that I'm passionate about, like that, probably I would have left like a, a dislike. Because well. there was a lot of reactions to the video mm. as well, and. Like, as in people making reaction videos to it, who, which were showing that they were angry. And I'm trying to find the actual video. But the take might have actually taken it down because it's no longer popping up on my feed. So I would just keep it up yep. considering. <laughs> I think that's just uh, phenomenal how <laughs> the dislike. Literally, and the it was. I think, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they. I feel like they missed it. Personally, I feel like they, because I did end up listening to the video, they definitely missed up a little bit. there. So, you know, it's a bit interesting. But then also sad news in the Harry Potter world. Uh, Helen McCrory hopefully I'm saying her last name right. Passed away the the actress that played Draco Malfoy's mom, Narcissa. Is it Narcissa? Resta- yeah. Narcissa. Narcissa. Yes, Narcissa. Yeah, Nacissa. yeah, I yeah, um, saw She was yeah. 52, and she died after you know, I guess, a battle with cancer, which is always a battle. You know, it's very sad, but yeah, it was very. Um, Touching. I, I, I say to you that I actually did not remember her as Narcissa. Mm. I don't know why. Mm. I know her from um, I watched the show Picky Plants. Yes, yes, a lot and of people. Where, would, yeah. Yes, a lot and of people I saw know her from. Peaky and then as I was blinders. going, as I was going through Twitter. <laughs> I saw her as Narcissa yes. and I was like, what? yes, she was Narcissa? Yes, yeah. you, know, well, you know what's funny? You know how well, I am going to get into the Drake, Drake thing that I've been, you know, reading very recently, but. I picture her as his mom all the time. Mm. Like, I mm. actually was subconsciously doing it. That when she passed, I was like, oh, my God. I didn't even realize that she was who I was picturing. Uh-huh. Even though she had such a short... Like, if Draco had 30 minutes, she had, like, three. Like, in the whole series. Oh, you know I what I mean? It, the I think that's mean, if Tom Felton with, had... Yeah, 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 yeah. The issue with uh, Draco, Tom Felton's time yes. in the Harry Potter yes. world, compared to um, the time he had in the books and yep. the time he had in the films... It's a yeah, yeah there's there's a big issue but yeah I don't do you have any other news items before we I was going to say in regards to that um I thought the blacks had all white hair something like that where was it half black half yeah i don't know what that was actually i think maybe when we read the books and we get to that part i'm gonna be because i was actually thinking about i was like wait why was her hair half black half white i didn't understand and maybe it was an aesthetic thing that they were trying to show i guess from the costume designer's perspective they were trying to show that she's a black and she married lucius who's got this white white hair so perhaps it was more a costuming thing for the films because they don't really sort of emphasize because obviously limited time and they don't get too much into the story. The black side of the family isn't emphasized as much for like Narcissa and uh, chicks yeah, yeah. As much. Cause obviously they skip her sister. Yeah. Who's named Fedora's mom. Mm-hmm. They don't even show her at all, which, nah. you know, is a pretty, but anyway, so it th- was that like yeah, pretty, much? Okay. pretty much. Okay. Okay. So I guess now for just a brief background on the film before we, we dive into talking about it, you know, it was really, the Prison of Azkaban was released in 2004, directed by Alfonso Cuaron, which was his only um, film that he directed in the Harry Potter series. Uh, screenplay, once again, by Steve Kloves, runtime of two hours and 22 minutes, which took us... <laughs> we didn't watch this in one sitting, but anyway. We watching this movie together, but... We'll stop. Were we just talking? We were literally talking for like 30 minutes. We like we we watched it for I think thirty minutes. We paused it and we just talked, talked and then we, and then we just yeah we yeah, gave yeah, up and we watched and it by ourselves yeah exactly. <laughs> and then box office wise, it made it made um seven hundred ninety six million from a budget of one hundred and thirty. But it was actually the lowest grossing of the Harry Potter films, Is and it's okay? second only. It made what was the seven hundred ninety one oh, hundred thirty million, and then it made seven hundred ninety six. Okay. But in terms of all the Harry Potter mm-hmm. films, it's actually the lowest grossing of the HP series. But it's the the Second lowest of the uh, Wizarding World series, including now Fantastic. Beasts. I'm actually surprised. Exactly. I li- I liked um, this director's choices. Exactly. Yeah, most exactly. of them I definitely liked. Exactly. I yeah, wonder yeah. why it didn't make as much actually. But yeah. either way, but it is still the most critically acclaimed though. Like mm. of all the films of yeah. the Harry Potter series, it's yeah. still the most critically acclaimed and I guess well regarded among fans from a technical standpoint. Not so much from like whether it's accurate or not. But people just always like you're saying. Because of Alfonso's directing, they always look at it as the more critical, like critically strong one. Like if they were to go submit it for like the Oscars, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's more for film buffs. But yeah, now let's um, you know, d- dive in. Okay, Tinashe. So, what are our general thoughts on the Prison of Azkaban as a standalone and an adaptation? I would say that it was a very aesthetically pleasing film. Um, I loved particularly their depiction that their depiction of Dementors, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. how menacing their presence was, um, and they took it a step further and added. Er- Allude to the to the to the to the book and the film, yes. like you know, yeah. you can describe something in a book, right? But you have to have the right people to properly uh, translate that into film. That's to true. Get the That's same true. kind of feeling, right? And That's they true. did that really well. Yeah. Um, and uh, the story moved. Very quickly to get them out of uh, yes. private drive and mm-hmm. back into Hogwarts, mm-hmm. uh, rather than co- com- compared to what the book actually did, yes, yeah. Um, and but I guess not being at the detriment of the book, kind no, of, no, yeah, no. I would say some of the you know what, some of the decisions that they did make, uh, in the apologies, people, <laughs> I was just a bit of movement. Some of the decisions that they did make in the film, um, I think, actually added to the to the to the yes, to the definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And where they, um, what, what do you call it, where they um, diverted from the book. For the most part, it didn't take away from yeah. what the book was trying to yeah. convey. Yeah, that's say. true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, for me, as a standalone as well, it just proved why it's my favorite of the three. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I'm not going to definitively say that because we're rewatching this and trying to be as objective as possible for when we get to the end. I won't supremely call it my favorite film. But from a technical standpoint, yeah. I think it will still stand up as my favorite film. Be- I want us at the end to rank them. Like, oh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, I think yeah. we'll definitely be doing like... Rank both the books and the, the <laughs> film. No, yeah. that's true. Because as a film buff, like I was saying before with how it's critically acclaimed, it just... Yeah, it's just a visual feast. Like, it, yes. especially when I then go and listen to other people that enjoy this. I'll recommend some people at the end that talk very well about The Prison of Azkaban. You just really can tell that, not that it takes away anything from like Christopher Columbus's work or the upcoming, you know, I think Mike Newell and Dave Yates are the ones that Mm. direct the rest. It doesn't take away from their skill as directors, but Alfonso Crone is just on another level. Like that was just for me what I realized when I was watching this. I'm like, oh my God, there's so many technical things that he was doing. You don't even realize he's doing them until you're like, oh. That's Very smart, but anyway, yeah, that for as a standalone. But what about for you? I guess you, so. Did you blend your adaptation like your thoughts on it as an adaptation as well? Like when you were just saying it right now, your general thoughts? Yeah, oh, I, okay, as, cool. As, as I said, like, um, the, some of the decisions he made on how he adapted uh, what happened in the book into the film, he changed mm-hmm. uh, we'll go through that, for example, like the fact that. We Don't learn about serious in the from the Marco News first. Oh, yes, we actually yeah, from Stanstreet Pike yeah. on the bus, yeah. where, on the night bus, and actually didn't mind that. Yeah, that's true. Those those little yeah. changes, yeah. He yeah. yeah. did strike a good balance of like showing, not telling, which yes. is pretty, which is pretty yeah. good. You don't need the the exposition sometimes as much. So, I guess, yeah, we can just dive into what uh, we do like. I have one. Point oh, in okay, the okay. yep. The fact that they took liberties uh, when they <laughs> wanted to about the rules pertaining to magic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> EG, mm-hmm. when in the opening sequence with Harry casting the Lumos, mm. Maxima with the non vapor casting and stuff like that. Yeah. So we we'll go into uh, we'll go into that in more detail. Although I do have to say, I goes. do love that title sequence. Although it is a yes, yeah, yes, it's, I, 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 it's just it's just me saying that the way they took liberties. Yes, in definitely. In, in, um, in the way they define magic in yeah, this film. Yeah, uh, yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. Okay, so what did we like about this film, you know? What did we, um, yeah, find enjoyable? I, okay, for, for me, it, the film techniques, I can keep going on and about it. But um, I credit the nerd writer. I now, I guess I'm recommending him too, and the Movie Flame YouTube channels. So they are sort of fans that, um, you know, have come out with some really good videos on the Prison of Azkaban's good technical qualities, anyway. Mm-hmm. So for me, the techniques that um, sorry, my, my mic might be cutting in and out. I'm apologize for that. The techniques that Alfonso like used to create like a sense of time mm-hmm. and momentum. Yep. I didn't even realize this until I was rewatching the Nerd Right because I've rewatched the Nerd Writer's video a couple of times. Just that's how much I just enjoy his commentary on the Prison of Azkaban. But then he was talking about like just you this movie is about time, right? Because at the end of the day, Sirius's life depends on them going back and, you know, rewinding time and all that stuff. And there's a time turner with Hermione and it's all pretty much one of the biggest themes in the film is about time. Mm. If you're just to watch it and not think much about it, you wouldn't even realize. But now when I rewatch, I'm like, Oh my God, they're, Themes of time peppered throughout everything. The clock in the tower oh, at yes. Hogwarts is yes. a time thing. Yep. The Whomping Willow is shown to be, you know, all of those... Changing take, through the seasons. Exactly. Yes. So yes. that that was... And also the use of colour, because now it's moving into the more darker phase of Harry's life. Yeah. Becoming a teenager, the hormones are working. <laughs> but, you know, the first, like, just they show the feeling of this world being lived in as well, like the, the use of colour. It's not... Because with the first two films, it was like... Very bright, very airy, but like this one really feels grimy. Like, it, it not that that should take away from the first two films, but things it feels... getting darker. Yes, it like, just feels, have more weight to yes, them now. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah. it just feels like there was just more of the that impending doom of Voldemort is yes. coming, Voldemort is coming. Yes. It's starting to come through. And then, also, just love his use of the long takes. Mm. Like, I, whenever I watch a film that uses a long take, so for those that don't know, a long take is when you don't see an edits like it doesn't cut to a person. Um, I guess what, 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 what am I trying? So we're talking right now, right. Yep. In this podcast, if we were to be doing a long take, there'll just be a camera. The more simplified version of it would be, there'll just be a camera taking us talking. Yeah. There's no transition of like the camera going black to move to another, to, to move to maybe another part of the room, mm-hmm. or if it's moving to another part of the room, it's just sort of like a sweep rather than like moving between people. So we're not going, doing a back and forth conversation. We just, well, yes, that's what together. he did. We, yeah. Exactly. I, with someone no to explain it. Exactly. I recognize exactly. So those uh, long takes where he did that. Oh my God. The one in the diagonal, not diagonal, the leaky cauldron one, mm-hmm. when they're like the family, that's a long take. The, the, the Weasley family at, when they come back from Egypt yes. and they're talking, that's like, that, that's an example of one of the long takes that he does. And you can see the background stuff up because for me, it just allows things to breathe rather than like, we talk, you go to Ron, you go to Harry, you go like the camera movement, like yep. just moving. Yep. So I just love that. So for me, it also, one thing that the nerd writer was saying, it just showed like, now Harry is getting a bit isolated as, Voldemort kind of comes back into power. Harry does get isolated because a lot of people are doubting him, a lot of people are you know, putting a lot of pressure on him as well. He's now realising he is the chosen one a little bit. So there's now a separation and the long takes allow for that to happen, especially the one I highly recommend for people to go and listen to Nerdwriter talk about that I'm long take in definitely that long take in leaky cauldron literally goes from him being surrounded by the weasley family they're reuniting and then mr weasley takes him aside literally you said ned writer ned writer yeah that's ned writer one i think cuz he Ryter. yeah anyway when he when they're talking as the weasley family he then takes him aside to start talking to him about what sirius is doing and that literally separates him from his friends and you know the innocence that he had for a bit and then as the camera progresses, there's actually a shot where like Sirius Black is like, his poster is on the wall and Harry is standing with like Mr. Weasley or whatever. Yes, and whatever. And it works thing. as like a, showing the threat that's coming with mm. Sirius and mm. whatever, but it's just those little techniques. It was just really, really good. And then the use of framing, like, you know, like I was saying with the isolation and stuff. Once, once you realize, once, once I started picking up on it, I started picking up in, on it a lot more in subtle ways because for example, Buckbeak, He's that scene where Harry rides back Yes, it's funny. Love that scene scene so much. But I'm actually most talking about the preceding part where yes, it's funny that Harry remains the one that's standing and all the other kids step back when Hagrid. But it's actually also another form of isolation. Harry is starting to just be this one that always is the one sort of at the forefront of the battle or at the forefront of whatever. So for me, Alfonso was like just you know like constantly like. Giving you the things that you don't even realize he's giving you. And then also just the connections. Like when Harry's talking to Lupin. Such a simple scene when they're on that bridge when they're walking I'll, on the. Br- I, I do point that you, out. I won't, yeah. I won't keep if, so that you can have some. Even say, Sorry, when they're just- in the forest, uh, when they start talking, yes, as well, yeah, yes, yes. I uh, but I think I'll let you talk now because I think I've talked about the film. I, I have a lot more about the film, Texas, so I'll come back so you can. You're you more can technical talk. than I yeah. am. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm focusing on the <laughs> on the more. <moment, laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So I was just I was just gonna say that um. I love the casting of uh Aunt March. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's played by For those per- that are fairies. Yes. 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 And uh we we've seen it in Matilda uh so brilliant. playing the mean and horrid Mrs. Trunchbull and just a side note as for a favorite moment Matilda <laughs> went, like, in the class <laughs> yes. and uh the sp- spelling difficulty. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mrs. D, Mrs. I, Mrs. F, F, I, Mrs. C, Mrs. U, Mrs. L, T, Y. (laughs) That is one of my favorite movies too. Yes, yes. Anyway, um, just the way she was able to portray her distaste for Harry, that this boy who just turned up to his uh, brother's doorstep, thinks the brother took him in out of the goodness of his heart <laughs> and his father was was lazy and something wrong with the if there's something wrong with the i don't even know if i can say it. oh i think you can i don't oh, know if it caught i'm quoting what it says <laughs> in jk rowling's book mm-hmm. in the children's book mm-hmm. if there's something wrong with the bitch and then there's something wrong with the mat or something mm-hmm. like that yeah so she was really good in portraying that um and then there's the scene um where she gets her just desserts um after she's been uh really awful and horrid to harry harry has said enough and performs some accidental magic harry inflates his aunt uh into like a balloon um and Harry inflating Aunt Marge like a balloon. Mm-hmm. So after Venon lets go of her hands because he cannot hold on to her any longer, and she's floating higher and higher. Venom can be seen kneeling on the ground yelling <laughs> for her and Petina, Petina is just waving her hand goodbye <laughs> with a white cloth towel like you know, peace be onto you kind of thing. Wait, did she do that? <laughs> yes! Oh my god! She's waving into the air. Um... Later we can still see her floating and screaming off into the distance. When Harry's walking. (laughs) When Harry's walking down the street. In the book, she stays within the house and just floats to the ceiling. (laughs) I actually like the film version of it. The film just elevated some some (laughs) elements a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. okay. Well, for me, I guess continue with the theme, sorry, the technical just really love this film from a technical standpoint. Really, really do. But I was saying with the looping thing before um so Harry I'm just gonna read I guess what I have exactly so Harry and Lupin are walking on the bridge they're framed at first to not be so close so when you actually watch that scene they're still relative strangers to each other because Harry is still just sort of like knowing that this guy might have known my parents at some point all of this stuff but then they end the scene with them being framed together to show their connection so like and that shared understanding And that connection, I guess, through James and Lily. And for me, that's just beautiful, like, the way that in the book we read these lines. But how do you show it in a film so that it can be impactful? Mm -hmm. You do what Alfonso was doing, like, little connections and stuff. And then the use of themes in the sense of, when we're talking about, like, the whomping willow and stuff, those connecting threads that just sort of either foreshadow or, like, showcase an emotion that we felt in the book but Mm -hmm. probably couldn't, like, fully deeply probably feel when we're in a film because obviously you need someone to describe the words, but he just sort of like does it so well. I think I already mentioned the clock as well being one of those consistent things that he does. Obviously the whomping Wheeler, like I keep saying. And even the actual Grim, like showing up a couple of times. Because obviously in the book he sees Sirius the dog. And sometimes you might see the sign, but I think in the movie they did it so that Sirius the dog actually becomes more of a threat once he comes at the end. Like, well not at the end. When he gets Ron's leg and all that stuff. Like, we don't really see him as a, in dog form throughout the movie, but in the book, you do. Like, in the book, Harry always sees Sirius the dog. Yes, yes. But in yes. the movie, they use more like symbols of him throughout, obviously, the Grim Cup and all that it's stuff. It's not, not even yeah. that. Uh, at the beginning, when he's leaving the house and he sees uh, Sirius. Whilst he's waiting yeah. for the bath mm. and he's looking off into the, into the trees. Yeah. Serious images. Yeah. He is threatening. Yes. It looks threatening. He, I know Alfonso took on <laughs> liberties. Like yes. That's Sirius true. Serious That's growl true. That's true. Harry, which he doesn't do in the book, which doesn't make sense. Yes. From the book perspective. That is true. That is But true. it just showcases his, how sinister he looked. And then especially in the divination class, yes. when they're not, Talking about what the grim is, you can you can feel it. Yes. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh my God, what the heck? Mm. But yeah, I I do remember listening to a podcast. I think this must have been The Real Weird Sisters, another good like Harry Potter podcast. Where they were talking about that how they didn't like that they made uh, Alfonso made the made um serious as grim like not serious, as a Grim, Serious is is form, like menacing like that. Cause they were like, Oh, you know, why would you, why would he bark and scare his godson or whatever? But then I thought from a visual standpoint, like what you're saying of mm. the film, it works because we don't know, like if you're just watching as a movie, you don't have that prior history of like who serious black is. You're just yeah. seeing this for the first time. So it works well to then create him as a red herring of the, Oh, as the red herring villain of the story. Mm, mm. So that when Peter Pettigrew is blah, 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 you know, there's that balance that can happen. But anyway, I, I like I that. I think the only problem with that scene is the backing. Otherwise, I think the sinisterness of him mm-hmm. is still true to the books, is it not? I feel like it is. It is. yeah captures it, yeah. it, in it well. the In the book, it still scared Harry that he fell and... He's warm, uh, yes, yeah, that's yes. how the night bus comes exactly. along anyway. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So there was something frightening about how he looked; like it was dark as well. <laughs> he couldn't see for <laughs> anything. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. That's true. And I know what Hogwarts. you avoided saying he, there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, but I was like, oh man, we can't have too much swearing in this in this episode. But it was a Hogwarts as well. Like I keep saying. Hogwarts until this point was just whatever it was mm, mm. now they framed it properly and you just get an understanding of the place where Hagrid's cabin is, where the Whomping Wheeler is, which makes sense for the Whomping Wheeler to be far from the freaking school. Bloody hell, why would they have had it in like the front yard in the <laughs> second movie? It makes no sense at all. But that's probably just a at that time. I they feel like Alfonso had a lot more time to I don't know if you had a lot more time or the fact that you really I don't know how closely... uh There's a lot of... I don't know. I don't know how closely JK was working with them. I'm sure okay, he worked... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, to, just for him to know, like where everything was situated. That's true. How big it's supposed to be. That's I true. know you were upset with the uh, how <laughs> Hogwarts looked in the previous film. It definitely was. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It just looked ridiculous. I just thought, what? I mean, obviously, they still kept that element of, like, the stairs and whatever, but now they're mm. made to make more sense. Like, the, their movement actually makes more sense. Like, when yes. you step on, it moves you to wherever, whatever. But it wasn't, like, hey, before, oh, my God, I don't know. It was just a mess. But that's just obviously the growth of the film series anyway. So you're right. Like Alfonso might've had more time or worked more closely with JK. Who knows? But my last thing before, so that we can move on from my technicals and that you can, you know, properly focus on the back and forth of the moments. I love the music. Like I keep saying that I'm a fan. Like we played double trouble before, but I don't just love double trouble the way they sing it as a choir. I love double trouble, the instrumental, you know, whatever. Mm. But I love the soundtrack of Harry Potter. I love like these, um, a Window to the Past is one of the um, tracks that you can listen to if you want to. I wish you could actually really play it. Like, oh, we will yeah. definitely. I'll, I'll queue it up then. Yeah. I'll, I'll queue it up for one of our transition segments. Window to the Past. And then Aunt Marge waltz when she's blowing up that, mm. st- you know, sound that's playing in the background. Yeah. The orchestra. Love that. Buck Bick's Flight as well when Ooh. he's flying yes. is amazing. Yes. Like, you know, just crazy, crazy good. And then the tension that they created with the soundtrack in this movie was Like, incredible. Like, just that sense of, like, especially when they're in the shrieking shack. Like, it's just, I don't know why. It just feels like a cacophony of sounds. But it's just, like, amazing. Like, the piano and they're shouting at each other. But there's, like, this shrieking happening. Oh, amazing. Anyway, yeah that's beautiful technically yeah. i'm done i think with my technical praise so we can yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> let dumb <them> talk now <laughs> no you're not dumb <laughs> you just playing. don't focus on these extra things <laughs> like me sometimes um so the other thing i liked was the fact that um i suppose it's like in two parts um they probably could have done it considering what uh then happened in book seven mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the fact that Harry, uh, in this, uh, in the film version learns of, um, Sirius Black. Oh, yes. Pike When he gets onto the night bus instead yeah. of first seeing his face on the Marco news, mm. which is what mm. happens in the box. Um, and then he learns it more, uh, from, learns more about him from Mr. Weasley. I mm-hmm. uh, wish I love that they kept, um, as I said, I suppose it would have been a nice touch to show how much of the wizarding world uh seeped into the muggle world. That's true, uh, much that's of true. the impact of this other world that they didn't know what actually existed, mm-hmm. um, could have a detrimental effect on their lives. Mm-hmm. Seeing mm-hmm. the events of book seven, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Otherwise, it wasn't like I was like, since they didn't show it in this film. It's something that they can easily yeah. show in another in another yeah. in another film and whatnot. It wasn't like a major yeah. thing. Although mind you, it. they never really do. Yeah. By yeah. the end. They never in the, in, 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 even in, 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 in book six when the ministers chapter, like when that prime minister's chapter. Oh. Okay. At the beginning so of that, book six. So they sort of kinda ignored yeah, the impact they, they, on um, they did. Yeah, yeah. I think in book six they have that scene world. where like if in the way jumping ahead, they have that scene where Harry's talking to that girl in the Oh yes. cafe, but yes. that, yeah. But that you know it's like little but like they don't really show the impact of how because th- one thing i love about jk to divert to digress for two seconds is how she touches on or i suppose she touches on it and then fans started expanding on it but the threat that um that wizards feel from muggles they really feel a threat like it's crazy i will I, touch on this when i talk about one of my recommended fanfics but you really can sense that like they look at muggles as the bigger threat when, yes, really, there might have been a threat at some point which led to the wizards having to go underground, but you because you know how some of their uh technology kind of affects magic as yes. well, yes. yes, and that's why, in a way, if you were to actually look at Voldemort's pure blood argument, you could technically, if you were obviously crazy. Be like, oh, that's he's right. Why should we live in secrecy? But then, obviously, Voldemort wants to come out and kill every Muggle rather than just like coexist with them. Yeah. But you you can understand where the threat comes from. They think that because Muggles don't understand them, all of this stuff it's that's the yeah that's the dynamic. So it's very interesting that they don't always show that in the films because I feel like the film viewers only lose on a little bit of what that dynamic is in the in the move in the book. Sorry, the tension. I think for me as well. I think you touched on this before when you were saying, Alfonso took liberties with the title card, mm. but I did love the the title card, like how it goes with the Lumos thing and then the light feeds yes, in, and stuff. yes, yes. Because even Dumbledore says, you know, you only have to what is it? The light, the light line about the oh, looking yes. in the darkness um, and find the light or something, I, I know the line yep. that you mean. Yeah, um, readers, we know it, the line. <laughs> the, uh, welcome feast uh, speech. Yes. Um, yeah, you only have so- to you only find the light or something like that i can't remember dumbledore light quote that's what we're gonna uh <laughs> but you can keep talking i just because it's very ha- oh happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if only if one only remembers to turn on the light like so that l- light coming through at the end of the tunnel kind of thing theme starts even from that title mm. card yes kind of yeah. love that but obviously you took liberties with having harry do magic outside of school <laughs> I do, I, I do have a rant about the magic uh, outside of school. Okay, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Yes, I'll get into that later. Okay, another um, like. Them. Uh, finally, <laughs> finally, we get to see the carriages. Mm. Thank you so ever much, mm. Harry and Ron, for not getting into your shenanigans. But <laughs> so we just see and it in the know, first book, I mean, in the first film. <sighs> But yeah, not but it's not as, it, it's yeah. It's not, it doesn't have the same effect it That's does. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, because we got to see the carriages, they're being drawn by something that mm. we can't see. Which yeah. are the death straws, uh, yeah. the creatures that um, only appeared or are only visible to people who have witnessed someone die. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. was my question to you, did Harry not witness his mother die? That's what people always say, but I think plot hole, but then people technically say, oh, he was too young to remember. So, But then have, oh, is, but then the Dementors bring up that memory in the, his mind, yes. Oh, like I keep saying. like <laughs> JK would have been like, oh, crap, I need to, uh, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm but not too fussed I, about I think, it. I, I, think, I was just thinking, ah, oh, didn't he see his mother die? I also think yeah. it's because at that stage, because obviously you can't expect an author to have known all these parts, so it's yes. understandable. Yes. But I think she also wanted to make it more of an impact for them when he, Experiences uh, Cedric's death, and then the effect of that is shown by him seeing the Thestrals because he technically starts seeing the Thestrals in book five after seeing Cedric die. And I think she was trying to show his trauma through can't wait for book five. I love book five anyway, but anyway, (laughs) but yes, yeah, I think plot hole, but technically, she's trying to you know wait out the review that the review, review, review reveal. That, yes. <laughs> that these truths can only be seen by people that have seen people die or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. I I mean, I, I know why but... It's a plotter. Yeah, yep, we let's just, know it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but uh, getting on with my point, um, just the lighting. Mm. The lighting the music is the music that we played uh, yes. at the beginning yeah. something is welcome. we can this just replay you know like <laughs> <laughs> do you want to replay for oh, me oh definitely i will job? just like you know but say another life was a cute? I'm um sorry. so um it is dark it's raining um the song is being sang by the choir as to the ambience of everything and there's something definitely uh infinitely more different about this world it, it, it makes it seem more different than yep. the world that we just left behind in private Drive literally, yeah. literally. It's, it's magical it's it's weird it's it, it's strange it's just <laughs> oh I love it yeah. let's just queue up the song then for Miss Tinashe here and you can even comment on it by the way in the background okay. if you yes, want yes I will <laughs> know where this actually originates from? No. Uh, Shakespeare. What? Macbeth. Like yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it <you> said McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> McConaughey.
1: I love it. Like,
0: I don't know. <laughs> You said some people don't like it. So yeah, apparently the choir. Like once again, because I've oh, listened I mean, to a lot of other podcasts, right? Exactly. Yes, but um, what's it called? The Real Way to. Uh, sisters podcast was saying, Oh, you know, like the choir silly, whatever, whatever. But I was thinking it's fun. Oh you know, it's got the vlogs. So I anything? remember in I can't remember which book. Um, I think they're singing a song at the Welcome Feast again and everyone singing at their own pace with their own tune. Mm-hmm. And I remember the uh the uh it says the Weasley twins were singing the song to a funeral yes. march. H- yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I would have loved they've got a deleted scene, I think, in the second film. Of the Hogwarts song. Or is it the first film? But they don't really show it. Like, I mean... It's a deleted scene, so it doesn't count. But I was gonna say with the double trouble. It is from Macbeth for those that oh, ever okay. want to. Yeah. I didn't know like, that. Literally the words double, double, toil, and trouble, mm. fire, burn, and cauldron bubble. And then after that it becomes the different lyrics. So it sounds more like a witch song, like you uh like like a cartoon witch song where they've got a long nose and a white on the nose and they've got <laughs> really, this like they might have been inspired the by Shakespeare again. of yes. like fifteen, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, Shakespeare was powerful. Anyway, but <laughs> another like for me. I think you already talked about March, so that's pretty much the same for me. Loved Harry's hair. Loved Harry's hair. <laughs> loved Harry's hair. Yes, Harry had look. perfect hair. <laughs> that is that <so> true? <laughs> but I can forgive the eyes yes. if they get something right, which was the hair. Like, I cannot ex- describe how much. Whenever I read, and even fan fiction, fans make a point of emphasizing Harry's hair. Mm why couldn't the movies just do the same thing? Why couldn't the hairstylist do the same thing? thing, It was a simple thing that didn't cost them any money. They could have easily done it. Literally just have Dan put hair, whatever in his hair to make it stand up on all ends. And he looked good in that. I actually think he's the third movie is when he looked, well, not like how I was thirsting over Draco Malfoy. I I wasn't even going to go there. (laughs) But Harry's look as Harry, Daniel Ryan Cliffwise, Looked good in this film. I, yep. After that, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I what's don't, going on. I know like. there's some people who don't like when he cuts. It say, I actually liked it. it. I didn't mind it. Did it's looked bad, yeah. but he wasn't Harry Potter. God, I know. He's just I looking know. like a prim little boy from like boarding school. Don't <laughs> you know? That's his December boy's Look, yes. yes, that's true. And then I think he was also a bit more sassy. I like mm. that in mm. this in this edition. They, they like they showcased his sass, especially with Aunt Marge and all that stuff. Like yes. he was very sassy there, so Mm-mm. that's good, and when I pictured the night bus when I was reading, I suppose I liked that it looked kind of like that. No, I don't know if that's because I've been informed now by the films, but I really like how the night bus. What about the chandelier? Like, oh, I'm like, <laughs> I think in the book it describes a chandelier, doesn't it? I don't know. But, but the like, chandelier I swear was, to God, I'm like, what, what is it doing in the middle of a bus? Muggle, Margo, no muggles. <laughs> witches are so weird. They're so weird. The way they dress, everything. Like, wait, what does Harry says? When he's describing the night bus, um... It's like this world where people still dress kind of like medieval kind of yes, dressing, yes, like, Yes, you know. yes, So he says, there were no seats on the bus. Instead, half a dozen brass bedsteads stood beside the curtained walls, which is what we see. Candles were burning in brackets beside each bed, illuminating the wood panel walls. A tiny wizard, blah, blah, blah. Does it say anything? Oh, I can't see anything about a chandelier, actually. So maybe that was just the rain. Random... So the candles were the lighting. yeah. Oh, okay, well, mm. Alfonso Cuaron wanted a chandelier and he got one. <laughs> he got a chandelier. <laughs> Who was next? He was See up in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Tinashe, what the hell? <laughs> uh, uh, for me next, I'm going to move away from the microphone good so, so I can do it properly. Mm-hmm. Michael Gamble! <laughs> oh! Mr. Goblin of, <laughs> oh of Fire Himself. Mr. Coblin of Fire himself. Honestly, I cannot wait for that. Literally. Yes. Book uh, forming. Let's do it. Uh, but yeah, so you like Gambon as yeah, yeah, yeah. Um from his speech, it had more energy, no, not disrespect to Richard Harris. Yes. Uh, I've just always liked Michael Gambon as, um, as, um, as Dumbledore. And I was going to say this later, but I can, and when I was going to talk about magic, but I can very well believe him, like, you know, him getting up as Harry's falling um to the ground. Yeah. Arrest a rest of momentum. Yes, like kind yes. of thing. Yes. Oh I love that scene. Oh, oh that scene is it. so like, you know, his voice oh, so commanding, so that like, I can believe he can lift even physically lift me. <laughs> he, he, my body lift me. Like you know, he's he exudes power and That's confidence and true. strength. Like it's like a grandfather figure with He's got that Richard Harris as well, um, feel to him, but he's also can be like, you can More see him energy. scary. Yes, that's him true. they like the, the, you know, Dumbledore of, the Dumbledore yes. versus a Voldemort yeah. fight. Yes, you definitely. Can, you definitely. can see all aspects of definitely. him. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Him in Grindelwald, you can picture that he yes. once fought somebody yes. else, you know, before I will that, say, so. I was in, I don't know if I even said it to you, but I will say, I don't know why I was mistaking, uh... I'm sticking at Brian. I mean uh, Dumbledore. I am Michael Gambon. Yeah, with Donald Sutherland. <laughs> yes. So when well, I we're... went to click his name to see what he el- what else he's been in, I'm like. Yeah. What is Pride and Prejudice? Okay, okay. What is Hunger Games? I can, I, I he's been in Emma though, so they, you know there yeah. could be some uh, Jane Austen connection went, there. Oh, Don't Oh, he is Mr. Bennet. Yeah, he yeah. is. President All these I guess old white men kind of look the same. you know? I actually, <laughs> had to look Ian McKellen. <laughs> <laughs> they did offer who Ian now? McKellen the <laughs> yeah. role, but yeah. that it would have been too much. Gandalf and Dumbledore, you yes, know. Yes, but yes. hey, I love. Uh, the thing is, I always love people don't realise, it's not so much that I love one over the other. Mm. I just think for what Chamber of Secrets and Prison of Asuka, I mean Prison of Asuka, and Philosopher's Stone were, Richard Harris was fine for that, because he's barely so featured in the books anyway, so yeah. his presence is really there just more as like a figurehead in the background. Yes. But once we then start to get to the actiony parts of Harry Potter, mm. which is from the third book onwards, and it just so happened that Richard Harris did pass away, which is a very sad thing to have happened. But Gambon then just... Fit very well, like I. People blame his some of the things that he did in the films, not realizing that's just the director's direction. Like, yeah, th- that he wouldn't have said Harry. If the director didn't say <laughs> say Harry, <"Hey>, but <laughs> that, that they don't. I, I also have now come to realize that line. Is because the director probably interpreted it as Dumbledore caring. That's how he wanted to show Dumbledore caring. He obviously misinterpreted uh, you, you, Dumbledore's you, you, character in the book. I thought he was angry. It isn't yeah. an angry, but, like, angry caring. Yes, but yes like yes, yes. He obviously misinterpreted Dumbledore's, we're talking about the fourth book now, but he obviously misinterpreted Dumbledore's character in general. Mm. But I feel like in the third book, it was a nice introduction, like that little twinkle at the end when he's, like, when They come back and they're like, We did it, and he's like, we Did what? and then he just sort of like walks away, yeah, but like, Yeah, yeah. So, is he like a time traveler himself? Because, like, yeah, oh, he's just so. I-, I will say that with the book as well, there were moments like, you know, how with the book and, and how it was interpreted in the film, there were moments when they were getting out of the uh, Hagrid's heart, and then we'll be like, Ah, oh, you haven't signed this, yes. but what? I'm like. Even before they did the truck oh, did he sense something? Did he know something? Like literally Dumbledore's power. I when we do the wrap up and we talk about all this stuff about her, but like I just love Dumbledore's character. Like it's just one of those. And like what you're saying, I I picture Michael Gambon when I picture mm, Dumbledore. Mm, like hello, mm. he's the more obviously recent or current literal. Uh, what did you call it? Portray or whatever. So yeah. I I get that. I I like that. Yeah, I like I like Gambon as well. Oh. <laughs> I love that you had to. <laughs> Express yourself yes. if only the listeners could see you. But I was going to say quickly, the Dementors as well loved the way they showed them. The creepy factor, the cold, the, sh- the shallow breathing that, that they do, but then also the the cold um atmosphere they create that allow you to know that the Dementors are coming kind of thing. You know, that's pretty good. And then Harry, uh, Ron's line there's something moving out there. Like, I just love <laughs> yes. that. Like, yeah. It's one of the best. I don't know. We should have just queued up most of these things so that we could actually just have them be the we'll, thing we'll that do, We'll definitely do it next God, time. I Like, know. if we have I, more favorite moments definitely. and stuff like that. We should that. queue yeah. them beforehand so that our listeners can get there. Can I let you on to your... Have you finished the Dementor? Yes, like definitely. It? Yeah. Uh, one of the scenes I liked, um, um, also had a tiny problem with it, you, um, but... The juxtaposition of um, when they were in the dorm room and at the beginning after they uh, um, left the welcome feast and all that, and the boys are in their room and they're having fun. They're eating um, that candy that makes them imitate the animal sounds. Yeah. What I didn't like about that scene was the fact that Dean Thomas (laughs) was in that scene. (laughs) I had the same <laughs> issue. Oh my god. Dean oh my Thomas, but insta in scene. You, you, only yes. you only see his legs. You only see his legs. I had to go back and be like, where is Dean Thomas? Like, and I see fuck? his legs. That's when I actually was like this whole time I never realized Dean was in that scene, but he's never shown. sure. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I was actually thinking when you're like, I have an issue. I was like, "You she have the same issue that <laughs> like, I have? I'm like, what the fuck? He's right. Guys, there. It's we're black like- people. <laughs> we want our black people on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like they were not. Yeah? <laughs> So that that one person, that one person, is literally, like, you know, they wouldn't even one, do him the credit of giving him like a, theme, yeah. like a thing, like a scene to be an animal. Like, uh, yeah, he must have been so annoyed, the actor. Alfie, if like, they made him do the monkey song. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna Lord, go Jesus. there. Oh, Jesus. Is but, it Alfie Enoch again? Is that Alfie? his name? Alfie Enoch. Yes, yes. 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 I mean, um, he must be so annoyed. But just uh, the the position that I'm talking about, then we pan. Um, out of the room mm. and to the outside, and it's what you're talking about. What do you call it? Like that cold, the creepy factor. No, the, no, no. The the technique, technique. Uh, oh, like uh, long one. Lo- so I guess one like gonna... a long take, but it would have been not a long take. It would just been like a panning. Oh yeah. Shot so it was of kind like of that. like because the pan to the window because Harry's kind of very the much window. a wide shot of the yeah, yeah. castle and yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So when they're starting the dorm room, uh, yes. Harry's kind of sitting by the window, and so we kind of. Go oh, yes. That technique, yes. So, Alpine, that's a technique that Alfonso was using where he moves the camera through glass or mirrors. So, yeah. it's like a seamless, you don't feel the edits. It obviously yes. has been edited because there's no yeah. camera that can go through glass. Yeah. But I get what you mean now. Like, yeah. yeah, and then we pan out it's dark outside yeah. and then we see the Dementors. Mm-hmm. They are creepy clock-like yes. figures, yes. skeletal. Yes. Yes. And... Are all start watching them, not watching them specifically only, but they're watching Hogwarts and their surrounding. Yes, Hogwarts. yes, it's just that they're eerie literally, figures. Literally, and then the other part I had, I loved their interpretation that uh, it seemed like the mentors had an effect on the weather for yes, some reason, yes, yes. and um, and they also had interpreted uh, uh, like um. And in fact, on nature, like, you could, when they pass passed by flowers, you could see them decaying, yep. Uh, the lake freezing over, yeah. and stuff like that. And I don't think that was in the book. Oh, but definitely not. It wasn't in the book. But I love his interpretation of, like, he's showing... For those people who don't, who don't know what the effect Dementos have, you're yeah. showing, showing what exactly. they can do. They cause decay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They cause you to feel cold, to yep. feel yep. over. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To it was have hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was just He showed it very well. Death. It's, yeah, yeah. It, I love I it. it, it, it yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's pretty creepy, like the mm. Dementos. They're pretty mm. creepy. But then also for me, oh, I didn't want to talk about it already, but Draco Malfoy and his meanness. Uh, <laughs> are we, are we, are we, yeah. You know, whilst you're talking, I'm just going to queue up. I'm just going to queue up what he says because I cannot even replicate Tom Felton acting like Draco Malfoy. Like, mm. seriously. Seriously. What were you going to say? You say first. Oh, uh, okay. So I actually said Draco being a douche. Albeit. Being a funny <laughs> and smooth douchebag. Yeah. He strut towards Harry. Like when they go for the, um, Hagrid's class. What is it called again? Um... Magical creatures, something yeah, magical creatures, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he struts towards Harry and then he backs away with a look of fear, pointing behind Harry, pretending like that Dementos. <laughs> and then him and his friends put their hoods up and they go Ooh. <laughs> like, like he looks so sexy, literally, yes. Draco then, Malfoy. Oh my god, and then, um, then he then when harry gets onto Bugbeak as he's doing his (laughs) thing he pushes people out of the way and he's leaning against the rock i think and eating an apple a green apple actually said uh draco biting into a green apple that green apple in fan fiction makes many recurrences oh my god (laughs) what do you think Why do you think i been reading on I was, <laughs> was transcribing my notes onto onto the computer. And I'm like, I actually wrote in my notebook, Draco biting into a green apple. I'm like, hey, hey that was very specific. Um, <laughs> and oh I'm sorry God. to say this, um, uh, because it's the basis of my uh, argument against Draymondi. Mm-hmm. But the way Ma- he says, when they go to Hogsmeade and then, um, Ron and yes. Hermione are looking yes. at the Shrieking I Shack. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They're looking at the Shrieking Shack and then, um, Draco and his guns uh come across them and he's like, b what are you doing there? <laughs> he actually does say Weaselby. Yes. And I'm then, actually queuing it up right yeah. now. Yes. Yeah, so um, Hermione uh, says something to him, like, you know. And then <laughs> Draco is like, How dare you talk to me? You feel the little mud blood with his snarling face. <laughs> does this have any the third one as well? yes oh okay okay cool, no, cool, cool. No, i don't know if in the book he says yeah okay, but, in, but the in the film room. okay in the film says how dare you talk to me you feel the little mild blood with the, the snarling face and there's just something there whether positive or negative like i, I felt something mm-hmm. I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'm like welcome to the Dramani, she- <laughs> but i shall never give voice to this again yeah uh, because yeah. i'm like am i liking him you see that's the mind? thing yeah. i always i've always before i go into the because i like you i love those scenes as well like mm. his yes. energy i think what people always keep saying about Draco and I will we'll queue him up for one when we do the wrap up series is all well, just talking about Draco and how much he deserved a redemption arc, to be honest, because as I've now read more and more fan fiction about like that ship People always try to portray how Draco comes to a realisation that what he's been fed has just been what his parents have fed him. And it, feel like and it, it feels like a to natural progression of, his, exactly. of the growth of his character exactly. that eventually because you're will fed, get to the you're, fed, point, you're yeah. fed hate and mm. you then realise, oh no, I don't really kind of want to mm. be that, mm. you know. And obviously they use Hermione as like the, the thing that draws him out and stuff like that as fan fiction. But generally as his character, you can tell that some of these things are just reflexes from the world he grows up in. He grew up in. Sorry. Mm, so, mm. I love when he says to, to to Ron and Hermione, "Are you two shopping for your new home?" Yes, that's what he says. Yes. Weasley, doesn't your family sleep in one room? <laughs> <laughs> <Whistle> be <beer. laughs> <laughs> So mean. But let's just play two of the lines that he says, including "This class is ridiculous." But let's Ooh, just do it. Yes! <laughs> let's, oh just, my God. let's just. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just. Let's just be ridiculous. We're, guys, we're grown women, but we love being fans of everything. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but let's just queue up the, the the lines. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. This class is ridiculous. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> now for the other one where he's, essentially that's the scene. So I guess I should have introduced it properly. That was the scene when they're, uh, at the in the dead. Uh, what is it called? Uh, defense against the dark. Yeah, class. defense against dark class. DADA, class, D-A-D-A. D-A-D-A And he's obviously re- reflecting on how ridiculous the class is. Uh, and then now he's showing up at the scene where Ron and Hermione are at the shrieking shack, and he's making his comments. Look who's here! you two shopping for your new dream home. Big grand for you, isn't it, Weasleby? <laughs> Don't your family sleep in a uh, one room? Shut your <laughs> mouth, Malfoy. Ooh, not very friendly. Boys, I think it's time we teach Weaselby how to respect his superiors. (laughs) I hope you don't mean yourself exactly but how did but you how oh, did you oh oh, oh, is, oh is a oh, line you felt a little more oh sorry moving. that was just uh the video i didn't oh, yeah okay. sorry sorry I didn't, uh-huh. I didn't i didn't i didn't stop it people i didn't stop it but anyway yeah that, that was just some lines from draco you know oh. draco Malfoy. i'm really um i really need to stop d- reading dreamy fan yeah. fiction but, but anyway. speaking of cute uh guys who were uh, around that time, um Fred and George. Yeah. Like when the poor Harry um to give him the mm, the map. Mm. Um they were looking mighty cheeky <laughs> and fine under those beanies doing their twin thing. I think I've repeated this in a couple of times. Oh, really? Yes, yes. I never found them as attractive got- in the orange hair, though. I like them in their normal, natural because they have brown hair. They've like got brown you know, okay, yeah, 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 But, yeah, I, I never the head found them. They had binnies on. I- <laughs> but I like, I liked, like, through their voices. Mm-hmm. and I, Actually, today, I, I was actually typing, how old were Oliver? <laughs> So that what? you don't feel like you're better you're better. <laughs> no, but I watched this as a young so there's that's no true. way yeah, yeah. that's true. They're actually born um the actors nineteen eighty six. Oh yeah. So I was so actually they were actually older than me. Wow, <laughs> yes, interesting. Yeah. So they were nineteen when the film did. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean for me Tom Felton's voice, hey, when he was saying those yeah. lines, was like oh <laughs> anyway, let me not let me not go in there. <laughs> but I do also love the trio in general. The kids as well, just being shown living like everyday life within Hogwarts. Mm. Remember, I was commenting on it before that, like they have their shirts untucked. Like that scene where they um, they go to the Mag- care of magical creatures classes when yes. you especially see it. Oh yeah, you know they're all tired. Yeah, they've got their shirts, you know, untucked. Probably the last day of the class, literally. You know, they're like just acting like kids would. You know, and last it just- day of the class. i didn't even realize (laughs) guys guys this is ridiculous but hey we're just having fun but also 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 loved because i don't know i should say this yet or later because Mm. then i might as well just say because when you say a point i'm now moving to that point yes yes we might as well okay cool so i was gonna say um first of all detective chief inspector ronald belius weasley was on the case with the time turner (laughs) he's like where did she come from? Did you see that? Where did she come from? Where did she come from? <laughs> well, she was not there before. Like, Oh, my God. Just love that. So I had to give him that title because I was just thinking. He says it that many times. Because in, in the book, he's obviously still noticing. But because it's more Harry's perspective, you don't really notice that he's doing that. Yes, but yes. in the film, because he can say the lines himself. It is pretty much what he says all the time, you know, notice. he's literally yes. always saying it. Although I'm going to have a gripe about some of the stuff that they make Ron say. So I'll just quickly note that down that point actually, so that I don't forget. But also the black kids lines. I i <laughs> in my mind. Like that's the next point I, I had put, put in. You like, go on then. You go on. It's just that, again, I don't know who this character is. I don't know if it's any Macmillan mm-hmm. or Terry Bird. Mm-hmm. Um, but his voice of doom and gloom, <laughs> the way he's able to communicate all that in his voice. Literally. I actually said, that is um what, what what did I say? um Pure magic in voice acting. Literally. Like... <laughs> <laughs> we have the line to, to queue up and play. Uh, are, are you playing both of them? The yes. The one when yes, they're in the class yes. and, and the, the one, one where they're in the... Yes. the yeah. Do it. Okay, cool, cool. So this is the character that we're talking about that Spells doom for the whole freaking school. Let's go. Taking form of a giant spectral dog. It's among the darkest omens in our world. It's an omen of death. (laughs) Like anywhere. It's like trying to catch smoke. Like trying to catch smoke with your bare hands. (laughs) We watched that. We actually got to that point while we were watching (laughs) together. And we lost it. Oh, I, don't I don't understand like i don't understand Like he just he was just spilling doom every moment every scene that he was in you said what did you uh you came across a commentary so the commentary and... was i think on the real with uh, because i've listened to the real weird sisters ones a bit more than everybody else probably yeah. that's where I, and mm. that's where they were just laughing like <laughs> It's just so ridiculous. That's why I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's true. That kid is weird." He's just because the problem is because then you don't know what his character name is because obviously he's not given a character name. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't bothered to go to the credits and no, learn. Me neither. But you just always wonder like, why does this kid have lines? Why does Neville have lines, or you know, Draco have lines of like this capacity? But yeah, I like his lines. He's he's you know, I guess for diversity out there, it's good enough. You know, we have got one black person lost out on Dean. But we got the the, the <laughs> jump kid. <laughs> like seriously. Stop it. I'm sorry like what? Seriously you cut out Dean Thomas's lines and have this kid instead <laughs> of having Dean Thomas say these lines? God I don't of think movies. another person would have been able to deliver the lines to Sam <laughs> That is so true. This kid, his particular look is what made those yes. lines what they are. Yes. But anyway. He, okay so Also, I loved, when still speaking about care of magical creatures, I loved how um, Hagrid didn't find those monster books complex because he's like, when Neville was like, oh, is it Draco? Actually, yes, that's another line. Oh, that's another scene where I love Mm, Draco. mm. So he's like, how are we supposed to open these books exactly? And then Hagrid is like, well just stroke them of course and then drake was strokes said first of all oh my god i actually saw a comment on it was one of the first comments on a um, video showing showcasing that scene and yeah. someone said i wish i was that book <laughs> trust me i wish i was that book too i feel like i have an, an episode title for this episode because it's just been a bit dirty <laughs> It's not safe for kids. <laughs> not safe for kids. But yes, I just love how, you know, Hagrid, just to him, sim- monsters are the simplest things in the world. You know, mm. I love that. I love mm. that. And obviously, Buckbeak's flight with Harry, like you were saying. I will let are you talk you about in that. my notes? I'm sorry. I am, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we're in great minds think alike, like they say, you know. The synchronicity. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What? We'll talk about it whilst we'll I actually can cue up maybe the video uh, for the song, like uh, the that. uh The scene with... Um Backpick, for me, it was going beyond Harry uh, getting on to Backpick, but it was the flight scene with backpack. It mm-hmm. was just visually, it was just a visually satisfying image. Like, uh, the image was just, oof. Considering the CGI, and the CGI for the hippogriff as well. Yes. Oh, t- oh It my was God. so good. I, 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 it has I, not lost, It has, it has c- not lost its impact. Hey, Fox, Fox wasn't up to that level. You do hate forks, don't you? <laughs> like Buckbeak was so good. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. I think they spent time and money on Buckbeak. They uh, really, they Buckbeak. really did. Yeah, they really, really um, did. Um, and just him, Harry, and Buckbeak flying around Hogwarts and over the Black Lake, and then yeah. um, you can see like uh, Buckbeak with his leg over the uh, over. Gliding in in the water just a little bit, yeah. And that reflection in the water, I'm like, who? That was a beautiful scene. Yeah, that's true. I'm actually just gonna queue up just quickly. We can play maybe not the whole thing, but just from when Harry I guess takes flight. Um. What? Come on! Uh, hey, 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 Put hey, hey! We're hey. here. Hey. Uh, the wing joint. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pull out any of his feathers, because he won't thank you for that. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> How big Hogwarts actually is—you can see the lake. It's just so beautiful. They pretty much showcased like Hogwarts at its best. Yes, and then where the lake is, how big it is. Yes. It, considering the fourth film, like how they literally, hey, literally, looks more like in the fourth film. <laughs> Funny enough, I think maybe they showed it from like a certain specific area I probably, suppose. rather yeah. than showing the the entirety. Yeah, that that that's what you're talking about—the water. Yes. Yeah. Buckwick's claw gliding in the water. He looks majestic. He does. He does. I have he a Buckwick does. doll at home. And oh, yes, you yeah, do. <laughs> you do. I just call him Buckwick. <laughs> wow. This clip is wavy. I don't know why. <laughs> and, and, and just... Harry, Harry having joy, man. Harry he really having any joy in his life. This, these I are the last it. few moments yeah. that he does have joy. Like, yeah. Jesus. He's not allowed to be... Freaking joyful. Which is confusing. And what you're talking about, uh, that, um, those YouTubers with the likes and dislikes. Yeah. And them saying he was entitled. If there was anyone who was, who I wished had been entitled it, it re- would have been Harry. It could have been going around. Means, I the boy exactly, who lived. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like that, and that's why I think they took... The, I, I'm still trying to find that the take video. They've taken it down because it was very much disliked. Because you know what I mean. But anyway, moving on. Some background thing that I, that I loved. There's a scene where the ghosts are shown like crushing through the window of the entrance hall and they're like fighting, Mm -hmm. but there's also medieval music just playing in the background of that scene. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Little touches like that. And the portraits, the portraits have more life. Mm. They just have more of an individual spirit to them. Mm. And I love that Lupin is the first person like who really kind of talks about James and Lily, because obviously Sirius wasn't able to do that. He was in jail. Mm. Dumbledore did reference James a little bit in the, the first film, but he obviously wasn't, like, James and Lily's friend. He was more, like, their guardian and... Oh, no guardian. Like, mentor and all that stuff. So, can't really, like, get into it. But, like, Lupin having been... Because whenever I picture the Marauders, Lupin has always been more of, like, the observer of the group. Right? Kinda, He's more yeah, reserved that on or the whatever. Outside, exactly. outside, like, Peter, but just... He felt grateful yeah, to be included in exactly, this group. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, so just him talking about James and Lily, just, like, that scene when they show... Because I'm not talking... Mo- they, he, obviously in the books they, they still do they don't what am I trying to say? They he's closer Is is more closer their relationship is more closer in the film mm. than it is in the book. Yes, I found yes. it distant as I said in the yes, book. Yes. But in the film you've already talked about this and I will just add to that like um <clears throat> there's a there's, uh he's more closer to Harry here. There's a time that we he yells at Harry uh after um, getting the map, like, how, yes. how are you just listening to a thing that you don't know how he thinks yes. and whatnot. Yes. And then um, it kind of reminded me of uh, Remus in um in book seven because he's kind of weird there as yes. well. He's trying to, I don't know if he's trying to shirk his duties or what, because he's now a, a new father yeah. and all that. Yeah. But I certainly did love uh, Harry and... Uh, Rumors in yeah. the David Thewlis yeah, 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 portrayed yeah. that very, very well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And even people saying like Harry looks like his dad, that's made a point of in this movie, which oh. I really love. Like oh, yeah. Sirius says, like, you know, you look a lot like your dad, but you have your mum's eyes. And oh yeah. R- Lupin, I think, says something similar. Mm. And I can't remember someone else that references it all. It might have been just me thinking that they do. But or Peter even says, like, you know, oh my god, you're so much like your, your father's son, blah blah blah. Mm. But I just for me, because I think Harry, the theme of Harry's dad obviously comes back full circle with the Patronus yes, thing, right? Yes, yes. I feel sad that in the movie they lost out on an opportunity for the Patronus, once it took its corporal form, mm. to actually then come back to him and like maybe he pats it or, or he tries to pat it and then it goes away kind of think? Because in the film, he does the Patronus charm, he, mm. he casts it and then once it goes away, he kind of just like... It know. doesn't go back. He, he just, it, the corporal form doesn't move towards him or anything like that. Like oh, just sort okay. of like, cause for me, I, f- I feel like that would have been a good representation of him sort of realizing that it wasn't his dad that he saw. Mm. It was obviously the, the one that cast it, but he saw his dad through that patron, like, yes. you know, his prongs is his, um mm, mm. his patronus. But so I just thought the film kind of lost that there, but I did love just sort of like seeing the dad theme carrying through. And then also in reciprocal, his mum. Also being felt like this is when James and Lily really start taking shape to then culminate in the fourth book when yeah. the Finitent Inca was it prior Inca Tatum, Whatever that spell that happens where his parents oh, okay, come together. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, just that starting point is being shown already, and I just yeah, I love that. I kind of love that. Uh, well, then, do you want to get into the serious and Harry aspect of it all? Oh, yeah, I, I don't yeah, mind. Yeah, where yeah, where yeah. are you it's jumping? The like it's like as well, yeah, yeah. Um, just like your weekend. No, we can finish. Like la- I'm, I'm like yeah. almost finished. Yeah, okay. me too. Me too, yeah. Um, just that Harry... and uh, I-, I love their portrayal in the film as well. Mm. When they go... After they get out of uh, the... So touching. The shrieking shake. And then so they're touching. waiting outside. And they go off into a corner. And then they're just yeah. talking. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Though I wish they'd... Know that I ha- I hate the scene for not adding it. But yeah. I still loved it. But it would have just added to the scene. The part where it says... Would you like to come and live with me? Yeah. Or you want to live with your aunt and aunt and to like you mad? You mad? <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. I, I love yeah. Harry's lines at the I, Are you mad? I, I feel like the the, <laughs> the comedy would have then, for the film, maybe undercut it too much. Because there is it. something about when you're seeing something and, op, as opposed to just like reading it. Mm-mm. Whereas when we we're reading it, we kind of are getting the comedy yeah, yeah. the subtext. But if he was to say it, it might have not maybe been delivered well, so he might mm. have then made it seem... More comedic, yeah, 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 you know what yeah you're yeah. right but yeah. just just in that sense of i think maybe that's why if you're thinking of from a script standpoint but i do get that scene is just so like when he's looking at hogwarts longingly like mm. serious i mean mm. and he's like this life that i lost and yes. you really because that's what i said last time with the book i said this book touches me a lot because it's about that innocence being proven or losing innocence like that sense of like you're losing your innocence. So therefore you have to like prove your innocence and get yourself out of this situation. But people still don't believe you kind of thing. And it's Mm, really frustrating. mm. Like I could not imagine someone implicating me for something that I didn't do. And then having to suffer the crime or the punishment for that long, losing out on all this life that you could have lost. Yeah. So it was very nice. And I think you're right. Like Gary Oldman I think that's why people just ended up loving him as an actor. Like, young people. Because at that time, I don't think Gary Oldman was well-known to young people. He was an older actor and stuff. But, yeah, he just became this thing that I I kind love. of saw Gary Oldman in um that Harrison, um the president one. Um, oh, my God. Air Force One. Yes. 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 Then I'm like, it's like that's Gary true, Oldman. When I actually realized. Because when I first watched Harry Potter, I didn't know it was him. But mm. when I looked at his filmography and I was mm. like, oh, that's the villain in there. Yeah. Air Force One is a popular film amongst <laughs> yes. us. Like Zimbabwe's. I feel like we yes. all used to watch it in Zim. Like yes, we yes, all did. Yes, Air Force we did. One, mm, yes. That was a good um, movie. But yeah, that was that's a really good um, Yeah. Another funny comedic scene for me was um so after Sirius has done his uh gone into the dormitory, he's ripped the um mm. portrait of the fat mm. lady. And now everyone is gathered around the portrait. Field shows up with a lat- lantern. <laughs> the scene is so well lit. It just my literally day. Literally, literally. It is so well. I'm like, <laughs> he has to be useful somehow. <laughs> 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 oh look, what does he need the lantern for? Oh my god! Actually, even speaking about that, first of all, the school is committed to Quidditch, like you know. Other, I said this in the book recording, <laughs> but literally now seeing it visually. Yes. A freaking, it's not sort even of a thunderstorm, it's a cyclone that's happening out there. You can't see sh- shit off, literally, <laughs> you can't see anything at but all. But then they're playing, no. but then arrest them, memento. Yes, yeah, you know, so good, so good, so good. But then also, you know, how in the map, like when Rot Harry sees Peter Pettigrew's name mm. and then he starts searching for him, I love that little weird sound feeding that they did of like they're almost about to meet. You don't realize at the time because when I first watched this film, let's say I didn't know Peter was a rat. So the sound that is heightening, I didn't realise it was little rat feet scratching like on the ground because obviously Peter was still there Yeah, yeah. and he's realising someone is coming. I need to get away. Mm. So his feet are li- pattering, pattering away uh-huh. and that sound you can actually hear in the background is his feet. Pat- I, when I listened to it again, I was like, oh my I god, did, that's his yeah, little I, I, I rat to, feet. Yeah. Yeah, Henry, did, that's, yeah, Like his little rat feet. And that's why in that scene, Harry goes like left and right trying to find like, where is the sound coming from? Mm, mm. And it's because the rat is like literally going but he doesn't obviously know Peter's rat but He's showing up on the map now, but Harry doesn't know Peter is a rat. So Yeah. That's yeah. a bit yeah. but yeah, I still find that Peter being a grown ass man. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. But time travel was done very well for me. Like I said, are, I didn't really enjoy it me? in the book. I could say the time travel sequence. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching the same film. It would have been weird if we didn't have the same or singular <laughs> points. <laughs> but you go on, you go on. I literally just had the time to oh, go sequence. Really? I, 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 I um I definitely enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um there is just one or two character mm. related issues yeah. that I had. Yeah. But it was filmed well. Um you can see how things happened the first time around mm-hmm. and then how it's actually happening this second time around. And the fact that um Dumbledore was like I not Dumbledore. Uh, Her mind was was saying that we have to return before Dumbledore locks the uh, what do you call the it door, the, the, the hospital, and then I yeah. had to think about it. So in the because um, uh, Snape is so angry mm. and Harry and serious, he thinks that uh, Harry has something to do with um, Sirius escape. Yes. So he's going off to um, check, find, the, check the dungeons. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if he comes back and Harry is still not in, Harry is not in the, what you call mm, it? In the, the hospital. Then he proves that Harry is out there. Doing hoping, something. Yeah, doing yes. something. Yes. So that's why they needed to get back in there before Dumbledore lost the door. The yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Yes. You can it's see not, the sequence. These are the kind of time travel is the plot holes that can happen, That's true. and I'm sure there are plot holes, but for I, 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 I feel like nice Harry Potter did it quite well. Yeah, it did, I, whenever it did I well, listen to people well. talking yeah. about time travel, they've always mentioned how even some people question like the Avengers time travel. Let's say when in Endgame they yes. do the time travel. Yes, yeah. or was it Infinity War, whichever one? End Endgame the time. Endgame, Endgame, yeah, yeah. But people have relatively no. positively. Infinity War. Okay, sorry, I don't, I don't know. No, wait. That. Infinity War is where he's collecting the stones, right? Mm-hmm. Endgame is the end. Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> so, Infinity yeah, literally. War. Literally. <laughs> so true. Endgame is the end. <laughs> so, it happened in Endgame when mm. they were going around yeah. collecting the uh, Infinity Stones yeah, for themselves. but for the sake of this one, people usually praise the time travel in Harry Potter because mm. of how it kind of, like you're saying, the connections are more seamless mm-hmm. and the pot-hauling is less likely or less... Vis-, vis visible, sorry I should say, because obviously it's done quite well, but it's little things like Hermione is throwing that stone. It happened in the normal timeline. Yeah. But at the time when Harry gets hit on the head, you're like, what what's going on? And then yeah. the time when it's because Hermione realized they're not leaving. They need yes. to leave. Yes. Freaking throws this and so amazing. And even Harry Hermione noticing, like thinking she saw herself, because in the initial sequence, the normal mm. timeline, mm. she does look back. Yes, and yes. then when it comes to the time travel, how did they film that? Literally, like, when uh, it comes to the time travel, she, Hermione is interested in the back of her head because she's like, "Is that how my hair looks?" Yes. And that's how she almost gets seen by her, her version of yes. Hermione. So it's just yeah, it's just perfect. Like it's really literally, and also even when Lupin, when he turns into a werewolf, the reason why he actually ends up not killing Sirius is because at some point Hermione has distracted him, like so that you know the scene doesn't eventuate as it should. Mm. But then when she does distract him, he ends up coming to them and they run through the forest and it's all this additional stuff. But it's all very good stuff. I, I enjoyed. I really, really, really enjoyed. Um, yeah. 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 Just really enjoyed. Oh, they, they really did the scene well. I loved it. Mm. Um You mm. really touched on the uh scene and him seeing what he thought was his father is actually he himself saving himself and his father. (laughs) And then Hermione's like, no, I don't understand. At the end when he's like, I "I actually saw myself. Hermione was trying to be gentle, like it can't be your father, Harry. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) But then when when Ron realizes, like now onto, I guess, the normal timeline, but being um, the review of Scabbers as Peter, Hmm. when he realizes it's Peter, like his face is just like – what I'm glad they showcased the disgust because there's some things that they were dropping in this just that, uh, with some things that Alfonso was uh, not uh putting in the field, yeah. Um, I thought they would just kind of gloss over the fact that this grown ass man, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they did showcase his disgust, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. With the situation. Mm-hmm. I wish it had been more pronounced but yes yeah i mean yeah, it's yeah. already an awkward situation to Absolutely. be honest like oh. yeah. but then also ron was playing up his injury to Hermione. you know huh. I, yes <laughs> i kind of forgot that bit i have little a uh, t- tagline that says shipping because <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know where it, to put it yeah. So, uh, oh my god yeah. i do love it is true though he um he was definitely playing it up for the girl, you know, mm-hmm. playing it up for Hermione. But Hermione is not stupid, yeah. so obviously she's like, "It'll be fine, Ron." <laughs> <laughs> but then also, when he Harry was fantasizing, another like for me was when Harry was fantasizing about living with Sirius to Hermione, like when they were in the time travel scene. So, oh, he did ask me to come and live with him, you know. And then Hermione's like, "Oh, really?" He's like, "Yeah." When we were outside, like, so it's when they're seeing themselves coming out of the cave and they're talking ah, and then oh yes, 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 Harry's yes, singing. Yes, and yes. obviously he's already like my head, my head, actually my head kind is that Harry and the kids ended up living in the country. Like literally, I feel like in the Harry Potter okay. books, they ended up living in the country because they, that's what apparently human Sirius are talking about like oh it wasn't when he was fantasizing about living with Sirius he's like oh yeah we could move somewhere maybe live in the country or something like that that's oh, what okay. he was thinking so I'm just I didn't that thought oh my god I can see Harry wanting to be away from mm-hmm. everything he might not live like next to the Weasleys, but he might go to Audley, Saint Catchpole, whatever that. Yeah, it's similar very village, in, or... it's very in line with Harry's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, like he's he wants to be away from with, the spotlight. He's never been about the fame. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And when we're talking about the recommendations, there's one fanfic. Oh my god, mm. <laughs> this fanfic killed me. But I'll, I'll say it in the recommendations. I don't. Okay. G- As in, they did a subversion of something that I didn't even expect about where Harry would make. The next order of the Phoenix headquarters and it just like fits so well. I was like, oh, oh my good. god, so good, nice. so good. But anyway, yeah, you what's your what's the rest? um I saw these tiny little things. Um the Hargoods door locking mechanism. I like that. You know, when they're locking the doors after Sirius had mm-hmm. gone in mm-hmm. and they're locking and then um the dream that Ron has up spiders, make him want to tap dance. And Harry's like, you tell them Ron, you tell them that you don't want to. And then lastly, um, just, it was, it was funny. Like, yes, you know, I know they're yes. going to execute Buckbeak, but the scene with McNair in the courtyard, he's wearing his dark executioner. Is he, garb. Is he in a, a death eater? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if he's, I, I think he's always been a death eater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, surrounded by crawls and he's sharpening the the very big blade i'm like (laughs) i'm like (laughs) for like a bird dog (laughs) i mean a bird horse (laughs) a bird whatever i just just seem funny to me yeah and that's all my likes okay actually so me the rest of my likes are um the emotion when the obviously the patronus we already said like I, I said I would have loved the film to go a step further with the Patronus, yeah. but I just love the emotions still in that scene. Like, but I do love laugh at the fact that imagine filming that, like, cause obviously when films are being made, they don't have the special effects, the sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Daniel could just would be like, expect a Patronus! <laughs> <laughs> sometimes when you see films behind the scenes, <laughs> That's why actors like get uh, props from me. Like exactly. you know. That's I know. why I think I would prefer to be a stage actor because I, I don't think I could do this special effect stuff where all you're doing is posing. Like, have you seen Chris Hemsworth filming Thor films? Like, he's no, just no, always but- posing. Like, <laughs> hammer. hammer. <laughs> oh, the flying scenes. <laughs> Even Henry Cavill was like when they were filming Superman. He was like for the flying scenes so that he could visualize himself. Cue people to be like, "I'm flying." you yes. do this weird nose breathe, like? Mm-hmm. like <laughs> <laughs> when you actually when you watch, those Man of... flaring or something. When you watch Men of Steel, you actually see it because, like, that's the cue for the visual effects people to be like, poof like, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, in the last, like, like I suppose, it's the way Harry just savors looking at Harry. Harry saves <laughs> 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 Now we're just getting silly. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all for the laughs. I love these laughing moments at the best. The way it's serious Savers looking at Harry because he's looking at his best friend, reincarnated pretty much. Because you know, Savers, Savers, like isn't Savers is like as not a, a, like, enjoying like uh, isn't. Uh. What, what you think I was saying? No, no, no. Like I, it's a weird word. Mm, to use Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. try to use it to enjoy food. Oh, or something yes. Oh, like I that. get you. But yeah, yeah. that's why I was saying that. Like it's like he's been he's starved yeah. nostalgia yes that's yeah, what that's no why man. i had to use yeah. the word savers because i was like he's realizing he's reunited with his godson mm. but he's also having to leave his godson you know yes. so it's like bittersweet moment for me when gary Oldman, man props to this guy like yes yes the fact that there's a theme running theme you look like your dad you look like your dad then Sirius reinforces that like mm. fact like you know, you look so much like your dad, you would have been so proud. And he's like, you know, the people that leave us, like, I actually found myself tearing up. Like, I still love that scene when he's like, you know, the people that love us never really leave us because Mm. they're here Mm. in your heart. And Mm. just Gary Oldman, props to him. That's why he's a great actor. Love him. Although, oh, really, you don't, like... Find him on that spectrum of like... Oh, I suppose it depends what, what? movies of his you watch. Like Gary Oldman. Because you weren't like... So I was like but wondering... No, no. I, oh, I, I, okay. I, oh, oh no, sorry, sorry. Uh, You've seen the that, uh, on my... I said, oh, man, sorry. that was a good thing kind of thing. <laughs> sorry, I didn't hear that at all. <laughs> we're not going back to our antagonistic <laughs> relationship from the other episode, guys. No, we're not. you Because <laughs> we know what ends up exactly, happening. Exactly, But, you know, that's... uh We're going to transition, I guess, to our dislikes now but you know we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back and i guess to leave you guys a bit entertained i'm just gonna play the a window to the past that you were saying uh we should play it i will play that in the background as we let our listeners savor that and also that marks um part one of this episode right yep and we'll reintroduce ourselves a part two so please come back and do not leave us we will be still here